Welcome to another edition of Pod Jerky. And on today's episode, we are going to continue our theme of misconceptions from around the world. We have already done an episode on Canada and we've done an episode on the United States of America. Today, we are doing misconceptions from the UK and we are joined by Ian, Liam, and Georgia from Best Film Ever. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hey, thanks a lot for having us. Yeah. So why don't you give everybody a little bit of a brief background on your show? <laughs> look, at the, look, at, look at the Liam like, like he was going to do it. <laughs> uh, best film ever. I mean, in, in a nutshell, it, it's genesis isn't the idea that, I mean, I teach film studies and Liam here does does not. Nope. And he's kind of a regular regular Joe. And it's just kind of as a group of friends. And Georgia joined and Ellie, who's not with us today, joined as well. And we're just a group of friends who just like movies a lot and we'd sort of have these big discussions about films after we done watch them we thought well, what if we actually were like documenting this and came with some sort of you know way to actually compare these films that we all kind of hold in, in high regard and so therefore a podcast was more or less born we do kind of king-sized uh film reviews where we get right right deep in and we had the pleasure of having tom from pod jerky here uh, on our last episode which uh which, which was a lot of fun and it's just great to have these discussions and engage in, in a much wider conversation, which we're thrilled to be a part of. Yeah. And like you said, in the episode, we had met through a Jeez. Facebook group and I just, I think I made a comment about liking one of your episodes. Cause I think your, your podcasts are fantastic. Uh, really Thank well you. done and really, you know, informative and you guys dig into the movies and I enjoy listening to most of your episodes and my wife's actually become a fan of it as well. Oh, oh we love Mrs. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a listen to Angels with Dirty Faces? <laughs> <laughs> Our most obscure title ever. I was convinced it was going to sync the podcast and it actually did okay. It's done really well. <laughs> I, I still actually have to get around to the the Wonder Woman episode. I haven't gotten to that one yet. Ooh, and I yeah. want to hear I'm, that one. I'm not kind to it. Just a spoiler there. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Wonder Woman 1984 one, I was not impressed with. So, Well, that's what's what I hear. And so I was watching the first one going, well, this one's highly regarded. So I'm like, well, at least we'll watch the good one. Hmm. And then I was convinced <laughs> there was like a third one that had been made that I I, I completely missed because, I mean, it, I'm not going to bury my lead. Like, go listen to it. And you get to hear me rant for, for quite a while. It's not too often on yeah. Best film ever. I rant about the films being that poor, but I, I was sitting there going, "Where was this great DC film that I was told was here?" So yeah, it's we're usually very positive and we usually gush about the films. This <laughs> yeah. was not that case. I, I think it was much better than the second one. That's all I'm going to say for that one. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. See, that's the problem. I will never watch the second one. Yeah. Well, I I tried to watch the second one. <laughs> oh yeah, because you went to the cinema and then like yeah. the projector broke or something. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh... I and then we went into there lockdown. Were, there were great, there were greater forces at play that are helping you. Yeah, yeah. I still rather seen it. Yeah. So I was traveling under the misconception that Wonder Woman was a good film, and so you know, I still like it for her. <laughs> but that's not a UK misconception. No. Well, no, no. I sort of a nicely segued. <laughs> I was setting them up there. I'm gonna get us back on topic here. <laughs> It's like a tennis match. <laughs> All right. So we'll we'll get into uh, the misconceptions from the UK. And Ian, you're from originally from Canada and you I moved am. over there. And Liam and Georgia, where are you guys from in the UK? I am Sweet. Norfolk born and bred. Yeah. I've not moved. <laughs> no. Same town. <laughs> and is that where yep. you guys are? You guys are there right now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we just, are. Yeah. 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 So I've, I've actually seen... been to England. Uh, I have been to uh, South Hall. And I've been to Maidenhead, 
and yeah. I've been to London. I mean, I think uh, South Hall is like west of like Western London, um, but oh, I've okay. been to those three places. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So cool. I've actually got to to visit those places in London. I really liked it in London, though. People tend to. Yeah, I, I like. Well, I like. I like touristy London. Yeah, I like. I like theatre land. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's lots of parts of London I might not be so thrilled to end up in. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I guess most big cities, though, you have your neighborhoods and usually your commercial areas that you'd want to hang out in. Yeah. And then you have those areas you're like, I really don't want to, unless you're Detroit, in which case everywhere is like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. In Detroit, I've never been more scared thought- that I was driving through Detroit. We took a wrong turn, went right through it. Oh, I was n- no. <laughs> like I'm sure the bit where the baseball stadiums were. I was, I was like, I'm not stopping for a light or a stop sign. <laughs> we are just driving. Aren't they trying to rejuvenate that place? Probably. I think I saw a program a few years back. They were saying they're trying to get it all back to nice living areas and stuff. Oh. And they're just taking each project, each little bit, you know, year by year type thing, until they get around to making it a bit like the Bronx. Okay, yeah, yeah, because they did a good job sort of fixing that, and they'll finish that project in 2050. Probably <laughs> <laughs> on the thirtieth of February. That's yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we got a bunch uh, of misconceptions that I actually researched and looked up. Um, oh, excellent! What do you guys hear a lot of from there that people have misconceptions of? Well, I don't know what you guys hear. I mean, you guys are 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 more likely to be the natives. So you guys run into people from elsewhere. What what do you, what do you guys hear? Uh, we hear a lot of things like um, everyone automatically assumes we're from London. Yeah. You know, so whenever you know, which part of London are you from? Yeah, and yeah. I get that from other people in England as well. So we're all as bad as each other. Wow. Yeah, and you're like, you're like, no, I'm not nowhere near London. So when you say like <laughs> you're a few train rides away from London, like they kind of cope with that, okay? <laughs> well, it's also how you have to measure. It's also how you have to measure distance to anybody. Yeah. You have to go, well, where are you from? And you have to go, well, where's that in regards to London? So you go, okay, so you're in London you're about London hour and a half like northeast yeah, yeah but it's like start me in london and go from there that's all they know is i guess they've seen like a globe and they know roughly where king's landing is on the map and I, they go where are we from there i always say we're the butt of england <laughs> the yeah you know the, the, li- the little like divot that's in the, on the right hand side of the country <laughs> the bulge. We're, we're there so the bulge. yeah the bulge. <laughs> well, it's a different part of the body from the back to the front <laughs> <laughs> is it kind of like an Ontario thing when somebody says, are you from, on- or you're from Ontario, where in Toronto are you from? Yeah, you do kind of, yeah. actually, if I was from, whenever someone asks me where I actually over here, when they go, where, where are you from, from Canada? I say, well, we're about an hour and a half, you know, Northwest of Toronto. Cause they all know where Toronto is roughly, yeah. or at least they nod and pretend they do. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's the same with accurate. me. Yeah. It's the same with me. Nobody knows where I'm from. They'll say, where's that? I'm like, oh, I'm a half hour away from Toronto. And that's just yeah. the explanation. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. People seem to accept it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes get away with about 40 minutes from Cambridge. Some people will accept that one just because they'll at least Cambridge go, oh, I, I probably should. Oh, it's because people are so yeah. afraid of going, I don't know where Cambridge is. They just go, oh. Yeah. And when they hear Cambridge, they're going, oh, London. Yeah, that place. <laughs> yeah. Cambridge equals London. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen Hawkins. But if you said Cambridge oh, here, Hawkins. we would say Cambridge, Ontario. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of is Cambridge and Massachusetts. Oh, there is. Yeah. 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 It's uh, that was part of the actually, if I may, that was part of the old way of how you get people to move from the UK, England specifically, to the New World. Is you go, okay, what can we do? We can name cities after places they're familiar with. So even though you're not close to the the crown and, and your family, yeah, you can yeah. you can sort of go, well, it's our Cambridge, and it's like our version of England over here, and yeah, eventually, yeah. you know, that tie sort of gets destroyed, but the city names remain the same. 
No, that's cool. That's why Kitchener, Ontario, was originally called Berlin. Really? Yep. Yeah. Until, until wow. world until World War One happens, and they go, oh, don't really like the idea that uh, it's named. But like Kitchener is like like a non-German word. <laughs> it's just yeah. not Berlin. <laughs> and there's also a Paris, Ontario. So oh yeah, yeah. it was all of them. Uh, it's surprising. There's a, there's a town over here called Brampton, but Brampton. England is much smaller than Brampton, Canada now. So it's weird to see it sort of on the yeah. other side, such as. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so another misconception that I have heard a lot of is, is that I know you guys are going to argue with this because you guys will say <laughs> we don't have accents. You guys have accents, but everyone's accent is the same over there. Oh, no, there is Whoa. so many different accents. See, over here. On this conversation we just before, because we're like, we should come on with some preparation. We should. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I would say, because I was trying to explain to them, I said, from a Canadian perspective, you know, when I would hear, you know, the Gallagher brothers from Manchester or Prince William from London, it sounded the same. But everyone's going, well, what no. are you talking about? And I'm going, well, no, because you don't, yeah, because cause you know, guys are so attuned to those little individual idiosyncrasies. Exactly. Yeah. But from but from a North American perspective, you all just sound the same at that pers- at that point. It took me forever living here to distinguish some of the subtleties between London and and, and Norfolk. It's a bit like us um, thinking of Canadians and Americans. Sometimes we find it difficult to distinguish your accents. Well, it took me until recently to tell the difference myself between a homogenous American accent, yeah. that sort of mainstream television American accent, yeah. and the mainstream Canadian Toronto accent, if you will. Because, you know, they say it's about the ooze, and it's not really that. Nor can I make everybody just say, can you say a boot for me, just so I can make sure I can hear that? But it was more about, you know, there's a certain liltingness. My mum used to refer to it as a lilting in, in the Canadian accent, and I yeah. hear it now. I do. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Maybe that comes with experience. I think so. But yeah, yeah but, but from back from the right perspective, like the English do sound similar. Like, I think it's yeah, important I, that, that we go, what we're talking about aren't so much yeah. British stereotypes as they are largely English stereotypes. Yeah. Because you can definitely tell an English person from a Scottish person. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I have lived down in Norfolk and for six months I lived up in near Liverpool, which is 200 miles north of where we are. And that accent is completely different to well, down where is. I am down here. Um, but I remember talking to Ian on the phone like a couple of days after I'd been there and apparently my accent slipped into a very northern accent because it was just who I'd been surrounded by for the last two days. Mm-hmm. And so my accent slipped. So I guess some people's change really mm-hmm. quite quickly. The accents can't change. I guess it's the idea that for, to the untrained ear, we don't hear the differences. Yeah. So Which is insane here, will... because to me, I'm going, they well, are yeah. completely different. Yep. I don't know what it is. Just that English kind of, I mean, if I'm being honest, you live in Canada. I don't know how many times I mistook a, a, an English accent for an Australian accent. Yeah, you get that a lot. I went up to yeah, randoms yeah, yeah. and went, what part yeah. of England are you from? And they went the Australian part. And I went, oh, shoot. Yeah. Sorry, man. <laughs> a little corner of the flag. Yeah. That happens if you That happens if you go up north here, if you go to like Yorkshire or whatever and speak with our accent, um, people think, the northern people think you're Australian. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah. So I was okay. up in um, Yorkshire in Scarborough and uh, in September and a few kids just heard um, a group of us talking and they said, are you from Australia? I'm like, no, this is just what us Southerners sound like. They'd be like, oh, okay, I thought you're from <laughs> Australia. I'm like, okay. no, I'm, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> but do you guys think you have an accent? Well, I think- yeah. I'm aware of mine only because the rest of my family sound very much like they're from Norfolk, which is um, a different sounding to how I sound. They're very much uh, more, more common. Um, I get called posh niece by my aunt because I don't sound, don't sound as Norfolk as them. So Norfolk's more of a, think of like an English pirate 
is kind of where I'd go with with the Norfolk accent. I'm not very much lots uh, of tratters and tratters and fields. There is. Um, I'm not very much a Norfolk talking person myself in Norfolk, but when I go out of Norfolk or I go different parts of the world, I realise how Norfolk I really am. So when I hear myself back when I'm talking to people. I realise, oh, I sound very Norfolk there. Well, I think one of the unique things about the about England and the UK at large, but specifically maybe England, yeah. is that you can go, Tom, 20 minutes down the road and, and the accent will be different, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is much different from Ontario where, you know, the, the, the accent in, in, in Whitby versus the accent in Sarnia versus the accent in Sudbury are probably very quite similar. Right. Because you don't have those sort of hard-pressed re- regionalities and TV makes everybody sound the same and da-da-da-da-da-da because we all get our ears attuned the same way. So I think people here are much more aware of the fact that we all have little idiosyncrasies because there isn't a homogenous English accent. So we're all aware of your respective accents mm-hmm. versus someone who might be literally tw- you know, half an hour down the road. West Norfolk sounds different from, from, from East Norfolk, sounds different from Suffolk. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, so, yeah, and, and, and these are all regions that you know, would be a Canadian commute, and yet you'll run into three or four different accents just uh, in, yeah. in, in, in that locale. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I, I, I always say to myself, I don't have an accent. And if you speak to <laughs> any American... They will tell you, oh, my God, yes, you do. You have a a pure Canadian accent. We can tell you're from Canada. You sound much more Canadian than Ian does. I must must put that Oh, is is that right? Yeah, I don't notice, Ian, I don't notice your accent particularly much anymore. But I think that's because I'm attuned to it. But yeah, Tom's Tom's is very Canadian. I don't hear your accents, but if I meet a stranger here, I'm more likely to sort of have to to decipher the accent. So I think it comes time to just being attuned to people. It is because yeah, I can remember as, as a child watching American programs and I'd, I'd struggle to listen to every single word. When nowadays there's so many more American programs over here now that we naturally just hear, we, we just hear it now. Yeah. We, we're just more tuned to it now. We're back when I was a kid, just select shows like Cheers or Friends and stuff like that, Baywatch, you know, there are very few shows and they say with big hits made it over here. So now there's a hell of a lot more. So we're exposed to it a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. And and you got to watch Friends and Baywatch at the same time on the same show, right? <laughs> you can yes. watch the Friends, watch Baywatch. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We we yeah. have a program over here called Gogglebox, and Gogglebox is you watch regular people Gogglebox. as they watch television and their reactions. And it's more about watching them react. But I think Friends was like the original concept of this. Let's watch Chandler and Joey watch Baywatch and see their reactions to it. <laughs> Absolutely. So there we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, another one of the misconceptions I read about, and and I don't believe this, but the beer is always warm. Mm. I'm not a drinker of beer, but unless you put it in the fridge, it's warm. Yeah. No, I, I mean, the, no, 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 there is there is there is ale. Oh yeah, there's ale. And yeah. ale, which is and stout. typically and stout, which is, but these are typically non-carbonated beers. Yeah, so they would be warm. So they sometimes are served at room temperature because they're just sitting in casks or yeah. in or in. Yeah, casks in, in, in wooden barrels, really. Yeah. But as far as like if I went to a pub and I ordered like a lager, no, that's not warm. That's that's, no, that's, that's chilled. Like yeah. I ordered a pint of Guinness. That's like minus two degrees. It even has like a little thermometer on it that yeah. says that. So this notion of what the North American audience would typically consider beer, um, that no, that, that, that stuff is served chilled extremely, like ice cold. So, yeah. With very little head on the top. <laughs> There's a thing about the, 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 the American obsession with foam. Yeah. 
That's like a third of them. Which, which yeah, which, which which we're definitely not 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 having. That but would be say, re re poured if you were in a pub here and they did yeah, that. But, yeah, but, 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 but I will say on like a winter's day, like 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 a proper cask ale that's not chilled is actually quite nice as opposed to now it's not like warm. It's just not chilled. Yeah. But it's 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 quite nice in comparison to if I got like you know a you know an ice cold beer in December. I'm not sure I necessarily want that. So I remember when I used to go yeah. out on Fridays with people from work, you know, in the winter months, it was, it was, it was ales we would get. Yeah. And then when it turns and starts to get warm, then we switch to lagers cause they'll be chilled and that'll be quite nice. Mm -hmm. I, I remember going to England and uh, when we were in London, we were drinking Pims. Uh, we had actual, <laughs> I, I, I had, I had no idea what it was, what um, do you think to it? but we, I, we had pictures of it. They, it was, it was yeah. all, like almost like fruit yeah. or some stuff inside yeah, yeah, yeah. of a pitcher. Oranges, like, strawberries, cucumber, mint. Yeah, yeah. All it's, kind of like an it's kind of like an alcoholic fruit salad. Yeah. And then <laughs> they like actually, brilliant. It, it wasn't bad. It was, it's not Jeez. my well, cup of that's tea. That's his polite way of saying, <laughs> didn't care for it. <laughs> you know, but my friend actually really liked it. And he's, uh, he's from England and uh, he, he lives here, but he really liked it. And then he, found it here as well so it's bottled here oh, wow yeah oh, nice. so we actually all got a bottle of it for christmas a couple years ago i still haven't opened it i'll uh, tell you pims in years gotta do pims this, this summer for yeah, sure it's a very summer yeah. drink i'll tell you what i introduced this lot to caesar's you did and oh, <laughs> you want to talk about get, you want to get enough tom you want to talk about trying to sell someone on a drink because like <laughs> if you think about what clamato juice is really made of like i'm like no stick with me it's good it sounds rough like you actually have pieces of clam yes we have pieces of clam in it but then we throw tabasco so it's okay it's tabasco and worcester sauce or like like I, 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 if i'm you drinking of, this for pleasure yeah, if, you haven't, if you haven't heard of this before it's like this really does sound like the most bizarre thing what's that thing you gave us with the um uh celery in it that's a Caesar. That's that a was Caesar. That. that was a Caesar. You, you, yeah. weren't, you weren't big on that. I weren't big on no. that. <laughs> I like it, but taste. I don't like celery. So but I think even I for, for Canadians, like, don't put the celery salt on it. <laughs> you either get it or you don't. And we'll put like a salty rim on it. Like it's, it really is the strangest. I love them, but it really is the strangest thing. Yeah, I, I couldn't get my head around that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, it's a different drink. Not everybody likes it, uh, but you know, if you introduce it to somebody else, they would, they'd have that same reaction. Like you, oh. they would, they would just be like, what, what am I drinking here? It is my Canada day tradition over here. And that's like a meal. <laughs> that's, that's like a yeah. meal. You're oh. like, Whoa, drinking that and eat. Oh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a quick break to show some love to another podcast. Coming every week on podcast platforms everywhere. A podcast like no other. Listen to John as he talks about comic books, video games, and anything he wants. Every week is a new topic. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll subscribe. Follow The Basement Reload on all social media platforms at Basement Reload and smash that subscribe button. It's time for a reload. Uh, so the next one I have here is the weather, that it is very, very rainy over there. Depends yeah, on where you are. Exactly. Yeah. It depends because we've got the Atlantic on one side. Yep. And the... Uh, the North Sea on the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other one. Yeah. So <laughs> the smaller one. <laughs> um, the one so, so if you're on the West Coast, which to be fair is really more Wales and Southwest England, but really it's more yeah. Wales yeah. and even Ireland and, and whatnot bef before and they that. they get the brunt of it before us. They'll get the brunt of it. So the part that we're from, if you get to the London and 
Oman East, it actually gets more, sorry, less rain than Egypt does. So actually, it's really quite dry here. Um, we have a, a moisture deficit or something like that, we I've do been indeed. told. And a lot so, of hose pipe bends. <laughs> so, so actually, there's not, that, that whole stereotype about it rains all the time, it, re it really, really doesn't. I mean, winters can be kind of gray and miserable, yeah. but we don't get a, it, it don't get a lot of precipitation. It'll yeah. drizzle, but we don't get a lot of precipitation. Yeah. Like so what you see on like the British movies where it's just always raining outside, that's just really kind of the stereotype being played up to for an American audience. So it's nothing like Lower Uncton. L like what? Lower Uncton. What's Lower Uncton? You've never watched Mary with Children? Oh, I, is that the oh. one episode where they go over to and it's dark all the time? And it's, yeah, it's rainy oh, and it's dark and it's- That's it's a rough episode that. too. That's a deep cut. Yeah, so it, it's kind of one of those, that's what they want to make everybody believe, that it's always rainy and dark and, uh, yeah. in a certain area, right? Yeah not, not, yeah, not in the sort of portion where the majority of English people live, I think. I think it's actually quite, I'm not saying it's sunny. I mean, there's a lot of overcast days, but it's not, it's, it's not rainy. No. It's no. usually great. And if it's raining, it feels like it's raining for ages. But that's because it's not like, it's not heavy downpours of rain. It's just that fine mist that you step outside and get soaked instantly but then I'll, like but it's not really properly chucking it down i'll tell you something they really don't have over here tom is they don't have thunderstorms oh no i don't know if it's because it's an island nation and so there's not enough friction between the land and the environment but those great sort of rocking canadian uh thunderstorms don't really happen so when it does it's like an event that people go, kind of it go outside fully and an check event. it out yeah it's yeah an definitely and, and, and it'll be over in 15 minutes like you don't have those like great ones where you hear it rumbling from miles away yeah. so really I, I it sounds really strange i miss the thunderstorms from back <laughs> home yeah we occasionally get them in the summer but like they will last maybe half an hour to an hour at most and people, the, people get excited about them i know i, I do i'm like yeah the first time i saw it i was in a village hall and everybody came rushing out to watch it i'm like what are you doing oh, it's <laughs> yeah. a thunderstorm i'm like yeah we we go inside for those and they're like no, no, no we like, go outside <laughs> and, and, and they really happen so rarely that it is an event it is yeah we get them here and uh, i love thunderstorms i don't mind them at all my dogs freak out with them but other than that i mean uh, i don't mind them at all so another one here that I have on the list is a kind of a misconception that people have about the queen over there. And the misconception about the queen is that there is no power uh, with her whatsoever. She has zero power. She has advisors. Technically, and, yeah. yeah. So, if there's something that she's really, really adamant that she will not pass, she will do it. We had an issue where there was some sort of thing where the queen could have stepped in just recently if she had so chosen. Now, she, no monarch has stepped in in this way in a while. No. Like her powers are largely ceremonial, but they still exist. They do. Yeah. So, so she technically, could, she has to pass every single law. Yeah. She has so to. So she could have jumped it, in but... and changed some things. But I think the other one is the idea about the place of the royal family in sort of British culture in general. I mean, I think there's a large number of non. I think, there's, I think there's a lot of people who kind of question the purpose of the royal family. Well, the royal I'm family are quite them. like Marmite. I'm yeah. I'm a royalist myself. Are you a royalist? I am. I okay. Have been, yeah, all my life. See, um, I believe in it. Typically, the older generations—that must be you. You're all, <laughs> are typically <laughs> more royalist. I mean, younger generations are less so. It'll be interesting, especially with sort of what's happened with uh, good old Harry and Meghan. Yeah. Um, and their sort of split and what it represents for the royal family, what that means going forward once Queen Elizabeth passes, uh, I don't know. I think there's been talk recently that um, by the time it comes to, I think William will be the last king. And then after that, I think that will start to peter out. So Louis won't be um, king. Is his name Louis? Is it Louis? 
George is the older one. George. 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 So Louis sounds awfully Louis, French. Louis, Louis is the other. He shares my no, Louis is the, the Louis is the baby. But oh, is he? Yeah, okay. no, George, George yeah, shares my George, birthday. You're, so. you're not going to name the next king of England Louis, are no, you? No, no, no. But George, <laughs> no, George. George. I, was, I, was, I, was, I was reading it in the paper not so long ago, and they were listing all these things. And um, and George, yeah, they reckon when it comes to George, he won't he won't make it to be king. Well, I think it's important to note, and this is how they. I mean, the British government and the British culture has not been afraid of sort of living up that stereotype because of the amount of tourism money it generates. Oh, yeah. And if there's one reason why I think the royal family will exist in some capacity, it's that. I don't think you want to pass up people coming to London photographing the palace. And it's a lot easier if you have a sitting monarch rather than just a history book. And I think a lot of people all, all over the world, I mean, the Queen, she is renowned worldwide. And a lot of people come over for tourism to see her yeah. and see the royal family. So without it, I think we'd suffer. Well, how many things are stable since, like, when did she come into power? Was it the 40s? Yeah, uh, she, she had her diamond jubilee, so yeah. No, it was 53. 50, yeah, so, you know, yeah. what? It was, so just past World War II, yeah. she gets into power. And how many things have been constant from 53 yeah. to 2021? Yeah. Like, there's, there's, it's really quite re remarkable, you know. You do and, wonder and, if... If Harry, or it's not Harry, the other one, William, will have William. the same effect that Elizabeth has had. Well, not because I don't, I don't think we have that hangover anymore. That, like, when Elizabeth was reigning, that, like, the beginning to reign, it was a very, very different time. Well, the, I don't know if we get the same applause for William as Elizabeth ever I, had. I think they're more savvy. I mean, I think people, the royal family was on its lowest dip when, like, Charles was the likely successor. And he still will succeed. He will, yeah. yeah. But his time on the throne... You've got to think ma yeah. mathematically, he's not going to anywhere near his mom, far from it. No. And you look at the obsession and fascination with programs like The Crown on Netflix yeah. or that new Diana film to tie it into what we kind of do. Yeah. Um, but there's obviously a high public interest still in the royal family, whether it's scandal, whether it's pageantry, whether it's celebration, look at the TV numbers globally for Harry and Meghan's wedding, William and Kate's wedding. There is an interest in these institutions. The, the question we're willing to, we were asking now over here is how much of a price tag are we willing to put on those things? And how much are we willing to foot the bill yeah. for those things? How important is that in our lives? But I, also think I think it's becoming less so. Yeah, it is becoming less so. But I, I still believe in it. And I think we should still have a monarch. And she still has power to like suspend parliament and, and oh, yeah. do other oh, things, yeah. right? And, and, yeah. and that was literally the question that was coming up was, should she suspend parliament? Because I forget exactly what it was, but it was something about, I think, Prime Minister Boris Johnson and some decision that had to come through. And people were saying she really should be calling this. It was something about, I don't know if it was just post-election or what the deal was, and they were trying to rush something through. And like, the Queen can stop this if she so chose. Yeah. But, like, no monarch had done this in, like, 75 or 80 years. So it was like, it's probably not going to happen So now. she's just not done it then. <laughs> but but she could, but could she have done yeah, it from yeah. a legal perspective? Yes. Absolutely yeah, she absolutely. could have. And there, was a, and there was part of the population that was like, come on, do it, do it. And it's like, well, uh, it ain't going to happen, is it? No, she has no. a lot of advisors, so. Yeah. You know. And there's still that thing but, if you yeah, ever the, do meet the Queen, she won't talk to you unless you're sat next to her and like you don't like it's all oh, very really? Yeah, yeah. So um the there's, there's a whole bunch of rules do, about what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Queen will if she sat at a table, the Queen will only talk to the people directly next to her. She won't talk to the yeah. person over or anything like that. So it's all and she puts a lipstick on at the table after dinner. It's all very like there's some silly little qualities about it that still exist. But again, whether that happens when we have a king and it doesn't, those sorts of things don't necessarily continue on. I don't know. It will be definitely be different. And I think we'll have the king putting lipstick on. <laughs> <laughs> no. National Day no, in the morning. I 
National Day of yeah. Mourning when she does wow. die. I think we'll all be when she does. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it won't be. I, I think it'll be a week. Yeah, I really maybe, do. Yeah. yeah, I do. I really do. And I'd for one be sad when she goes. Oh. I had a letter I mean, from her lady. There will be some people. There's a lot of people I know. That, like, there, there's care. a very dark side, humor-wise, Tom, to, like, so, uh, some elements of the British people. <laughs> like, when Margaret <laughs> Thatcher died, I mean, I think the thing was, oh, I always there were people who were, like, I think the ding-dong, the witch is dead, like, yeah. re-entered re the charts. when, when It went when, to number Margaret one. Thatcher, yeah. yeah when, when Margaret Thatcher died, that re-entered the charts at number one. Like, there is a dark bitterness to some of the not even humor but just some of the feelings about you know yeah. because a lot of people suffer underneath that shirt and did, so yeah. it's not that thing where you go okay well you you you, you mourn the dead well if you didn't like him you definitely don't over it. like it's very brits will kind of tell you how they feel yeah we're not shy in telling no <laughs> whereas i don't think canada would do that i think we'd all go whoever the, the political figure was no matter how divisive when brian mulrooney dies i don't think you're going to see ding dong you know the king is dead or anything like that re the charts no. as a result in canada no. i think we all go you, you say the nice thing he, he was a good man he, he worked he worked hard for his country da, 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 or whatever the the liberal pierre Elliott trudeau when he died you think you know the conservatives were still kind of quite measured oh we appreciate what he did for the country da, 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 da. Yeah. over here very much the opposite yeah. So that kind of segues into my my next uh, misconception is that there are some similarities between Canadians and the British as well, where people say that there is a niceness of uh, of the British. And it's funny because I was talking about this with Sarah from uh, Blackbird and uh, Trish from Gen X. We were talking about in the American episode where they said, you know, if you come to the U.S. and especially in New York, people have time for nothing. So you cannot stop and say hi, how are you? Where's the train? You got to stop and say, where's the train? And they'll tell you right away. So they said they're not rude. It's just everyone's in a rush. Uh, but the misconception is, is that everyone is rude there. For us, it's we always get the Canadians are nice. And I read that it's the same over there. What do you guys think? I don't think we're as nice. I think we're just more polite for fear of confrontation, because that's probably another one. We do not do confrontation. If there's an issue... You talk about it to your friend and then you just wash over and go, hi, and then you've forgotten about it for the next time. Like, I mean, that's London, why we're polite. <laughs> I mean, London's very, like, like you go to the London tube, so like the subway, right? Yeah. And it's like, stay at the right, people are going to run right by you and they got they no are. problem sort of brushing and pushing by you. If you're, yeah. in the, if you're in the pass lane on the escalator, they'll sort of yeah. give you a little bit of shoulders as they go through because that's what happens. People yeah. are rushing for their train. Yeah. I tell you what's really weird was the first time I went to a shop, and you have those sort of microtransactions of communication when you talk to a teller or someone at the checkout or whatever it was. And whereas in Canada, you might get some niceties like, oh, have a great day. Da -da 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 -da. They go, okay, goodbye. And they move on to the next person. And as a Canadian, I was like, that's, that's so abrupt. That feels rude. Like, what do you mean goodbye? Like, who are you to just end our, 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 our transaction still ongoing? You're supposed to wish me a good day or I'll see you later. No, it's just goodbye, which feels very final. And I was like, oh, it felt rude, but it was just kind of that thing where in England you go, it's just a bit more direct. I, I really do believe so. Yeah. I so. think that's also a generational thing though. I, I've seen a split there in the like older generation of British folk are more likely to be abrupt and tell you goodbye um and will if you say thank you they'll be like you're welcome and like that's it whereas uh the younger generations are starting to slip more into the i guess more slightly canadian versions of those Whoa. and saying things like oh no worries see you later and uh like those sorts of more casual greetings maybe yeah. I, know, I know my i know there's definitely a split between how i 
talk on the phone professionally to how my mum talks on the phone professionally. So it's there's definitely a split coming. Um, and I think eventually we will be more more the Canadian side than the American side, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't walk up to anybody and just say, where's the train or how do I do this or whatever question I have. I always start off with, hey, how you doing or how are you? Yeah. And then be honest with you. Yeah, like when when I call people here, so if I'm on the phone with um, occasionally because I have some bank accounts in Canada because I have student loans and whatnot. So if I phone up the help desk at like you know Bank of Montreal, Royal Bank, something like that, I'm like, oh, hey, how are you? Oh, not bad. How are you? I get on some phone and they go, oh, hey, this is so and so. Can I help? Hey, how are you? And there's this awkward like, I'm all right. How are you? And it's supposed to be no, we're 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 down to brass tacks right away. Here is <laughs> and it is a little bit more purpose driven or focused or maybe formal. I don't know what the right word to say is, but. There's a, it's, it's, it's got less niceties than, than, than the Canadian version of those transactions. Okay. It is really interesting though. Cause if, say if I had to ask someone where a train was, if I was like, had to go up to a member of the public or even like a member of staff in the train station, it would be very much, I'm really sorry, but where, but can you help me? Or I'm really sorry. I can't remember. It would be, it would start like that, even though it is their job. If it is like a, a train, a train warden or whatever, my sentence anyway would start with, I'm really sorry to bother you, but can you help me? Rather than just being trained, where is it? Yeah. Like that's not that would not even come into my no, thought I just think process. in Canada you start with hi, how are you? Okay, so I'm having a problem finding. So it was that first hi, how are you? Which <laughs> you definitely wouldn't do here. There's no way. No, be like hello, I'm like would be how I would interact with someone, especially when apparently I'm can't make any words. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, although I don't, I think that might also be a bit of a generational thing as well. I think it is slipping more to more casual friendly conversation than um forced politeness which i think is the stereotype of britain over here for the older generations it's yes thank you very much like like it's doesn't yeah. sound rude but it's very stiff upper lip like um mm. this is the point i'm being polite but this is the point goodbye kind of thing whereas we're slipping more into a casual um casual just discourse of friendliness rather than this i'm being polite but only because if i'm not polite i feel like i have to confront you and that's not something we like to do either <laughs> we're gonna take one more break to help out another podcast hi my name's ian and i'm lynn and we have a film review podcast and it's called best film ever and we're trying to agree on what's the best film ever but we don't always agree you see i teach film studies and I own my own record toy shop. So I tend to analyze the films a bit more academically. And I tend to look for the heart. Yeah, but you think The Crow's a romantic comedy. Well, there is romance. Nah. And there's comedy. That doesn't count. So you see, we don't always agree. But that is what makes it so fun to do. So that's best film ever. Give it a listen and we'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flap. So I know you took some notes, Ian. What do you have on your notes uh, <laughs> there for some of the misconceptions? Um, if, you, if you believe the rhetoric of Family Guy, uh, I'm going to talk about the fact that British people are apparently supposed to have bad teeth. I was going to go there. What? Where are you going to go there? I will definitely <laughs> do that. I will say, as someone who moved from Canada to the UK, um, there is that. I've heard that. Austin Powers makes that joke about he bad does. teeth. He does, yeah. uh, family Guy, the character of a Hugh Laurie from House Plays. He always has teeth that are like massively like, you know, overlapping each other and whatnot. And they have that character uh, bottom uh, bottom tooth or whatever his name is. He's got that giant jaw on the back and his teeth are all jacked up on Family yeah, Guy. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so there is this sort of link between British people and bad teeth. But I'll say this much. I mean, uh, having moved from Canada with that sort of misconception over here, I mean, the, the, the availability of dental care 
is as far as like from an economic standpoint, you know, I remember what it was like to be working a minimum wage job in Canada uh, and going, I don't have dental care. And if I were to go into the dentist, it would cost me an arm and a leg. So there were a couple of years where I didn't go with any sort of checkup of my dental hygiene. Uh, whereas you move here and I went in for my first thing and I'm like, do you have, you know, are you subsidized? But no, 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 I'm paying, I'm paying the, the full amount. And the full amount was so little, I kind of had a bit of a laugh. I went, you're joking, right? So it was under 20 quid, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it was so, it's <laughs> yeah. so cheap. And so it's accessible. And so that idea that, you know, for some reason in Canada, the acceptance is, yeah, we have universal health care, but don't count glasses and don't count teeth in that. And for some, I don't know why that is. Like, those aren't parts of your body that, that you know, yeah. require good health. I mean, dental health is so important to the health <laughs> and the rest of your body full stop. It is, yeah. So it's just, it's bizarre. And so as we go on and as dental care becomes a privilege of those with good jobs or the wealthy in Canada, I think this adage of, and in States as well, I think this adage of the British just being the one with the back teeth, I think that's going to flip because the dent, I have yet to see somebody who sort of fills that stereotype over here, Tom, whereas back home, I, I knew quite a few people. So <laughs> I think that one's definitely a misconception that is definitely uh, not deserving to exist anymore. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and it, I did it's read a lot. I did. Sorry, go, ahead. go ahead. No, sorry. I did a, bit, a little bit of research as well, and this one popped up for me. And underneath the research was that I think about, uh, what does it say, 98% of, 92% of Americans, American adults have got some form of tooth decay, whereas 28% of British adults have got some form of tooth decay. And so I kind of went, yeah, no, it's definitely more, I don't know whether it's more socially unacceptable to have bad teeth here. And so we don't let it happen as much. Like we have adverts on the TV all the time and on like YouTube videos that are like, bleeding gums could be a sign of tooth decay. Like, mm -hmm. and that is very much very prominent over here is those sorts of adverts. But what we don't have the prominence for is flossing. Like we know yeah. that's a thing, but very rarely does anyone actually do it. That's like, a I don't great think I've ever flossed my not, teeth. <laughs> I have not thought about that, but you're 100 percent right on that. Yeah, flossing. Like I, I've got I've got quite nice teeth. I like to think I'm like, quite straight. I never had to have braces, but have I flossed a day in my life? No, no. <laughs> like, that is not something I've ever done. Um, I have, but yeah, I think it's something I definitely did much more often when I was in Canada than I am here. <laughs> that's a great thought. I hadn't considered that. No, I hadn't. Do you think it's actually an American thing that they're making fun of and using a different country to pass it off on? Like they'll say, even in the Simpsons, it's like, you know, was it Prince uh, Charles? They would make fun of and his teeth are his all teeth. over the place yeah. and Family Guy does it, like you said. And uh, like they make fun of the British all the time. I don't know where this this kind of misconception came from. I think it is dated. I think there was a time when dental care wasn't as highly regarded or whatever. I was speaking to a friend recently and they mentioned how um, England was um, populated heavily by like Australian dentists who would come over here and like get paid by the fillings. They would fill all these people's teeth whether they needed it or not. So yeah. there seemed to be a shortage in qualified dentists back in the day. So even in the Austin Powers film, uh, I think it's Liz Hurley's character who tells Austin, there've been some wonderful advancements in the world of dentistry. So yeah. it suggests that it was a, a time and place, but we've moved on from there as a society, but the sort of stereotype that was generated will live on and inaccurately. In the same bit of research, I think it was that I was looking at teeth, um, there was something that suggested that it might even come from like early settlers into America. Whereas, because if they've been on boats for months with very little good food or whatever, their teeth would be all rubbish and jacked up and that sort of stuff. And the conception that all British people have bad teeth has come across and lasted 
all of that time because no one has ever thought to correct it. And I think it's a bit of fun for them to think that we've all got bad teeth. And we all like feeling we're better than someone else. Oh, think about the, 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 the history yeah. of, of America and the desire to sort of separate yourself from those. America and England, yeah. America and England. <laughs> yeah. There is that kind of concept of, you know, um, well, let's let's find something to sort of make ourselves audience superiority. Let's make ourselves better than those people. We can we can pick on this. Yeah. Teeth. So. We're going with tea. <laughs> 4 p.m. tea time. Misconception. Um, or not yeah misconception at 4 p.m yeah for there's not there's not any sort of formal time for like tea time it's not everything stops for tea at four uh but i will say this the idea that tea is the miracle cure-all definitely exists wait are we having a bit of a thing here we're talking the other type of tea aren't we yeah so tea time as in dinner so to speak yeah yeah yeah. do you call it tea georgia is it tea time at your house oh is it really Breakfast, dinner, tea. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. wow. Yeah. Dinner is, when I was living in Suffolk as a, as a boy, um, lunch. Oh, there's a Norfolk-Suffolk divide on this. Yeah. Lunchtime, <laughs> well, lunchtime was dinner. That part was true. Lunchtime was dinner. I think we had dinner and we had supper, but that might have been because we were North American. But dinner was, you know, school dinners was was, was, was the name of it, right? Yeah, yeah. So but over here, supper is a separate thing again. So I if, would love, if we were I going would love by- it if I was home at four o'clock and was like food time. Jeez. If we were going by my family's, home. my family's kind of like food, as it were, you have breakfast and then you'd have um, a morning snack, which is sometimes elevenses, and then you'd have your dinner Levenses. and then you'd have elevenses and then you'd have afternoon tea, which is like little sandwiches and cakes. And then you'd have your tea and then you'd have supper after that. Supper is like 8, 9 p.m. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a late night, but that's yeah. a very, I mean, that feels a very posh kind of structure, but it seems to have been thrown away with modern life. Doesn't it? I think it has it to does. a certain degree, but just the three main ones have stuck. I mean, yeah. this is sort of suggests anyway. an era back when mum was at home and, you know, you'd get home from, and there's tea waiting for you at four o'clock. Right. And then you'd have the supper at what, you know, no one in a, in a modern working world can sort of get home and get any food prepared for four o'clock. Let alone dainty no. little sandwiches. Most people would do it between <laughs> five and six yeah. these days. Yeah. But the place of tea, I'm we going to go back to that was... for a minute. Oh, we're going back to tea, are we? Okay. Back to the place of tea. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember getting some terrible news and I was living with a, a colleague, a, a mate of mine, and I said, oh, I've got this, oh, I've got this news. I'll put the kettle on, I'll get you a cup of tea. Yeah. And it really is, like tea is that thing, you know, for if you it have bad everything. news. You get a cup of tea and you just sort of talk, you don't talk, but tea needs to be present because that is sort of the cultural language for- It's like an icebreaker. You're going through a hard time. Yeah. Tea step one. We can talk about it if you want, but tea is step one. It's it's a bit like smoking. Absolutely. You're, You're using your hands and stuff to smoke. So when you're trying to work through an emotion- It gives you something to look at. Gives you something to focus on, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But I will call BS on the idea of a tetley has anything to do with good tea, which I think is the adage in Canada that, oh, it's Tetley's the British tea. And it's it, it's it's very much not. <laughs> Tetley would be my fourth choice, oh, I no, think. no, that's my first choice. Tetley? Tetley, yeah. Really? I'm a Tetley tea man. I just went through this giant thing about Tetley tea, and then you come and just cut my legs I, out. I did, yeah, because I'm a Tetley man. You're supposed to be afraid of confrontation. What are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I could name stuff, but it would be stuff they wouldn't have heard of over in Canada. So, yeah. BGT. Afraid of confrontation until we're with our close friends, and then we will absolutely rip the ever-loving, yeah, yeah, out of them because that is also what we do. <laughs> there is something in Britain called the wind-up, which I think is unique to Britain, 
where you will purposely agitate someone by feeding them false information <laughs> until they emotionally react. And that is the source of humor. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like, I mean, what would you call it? I mean, if, if it wasn't friendly, you would call it gaslighting. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. Because it's friendly, you get away and just say, oh, it's just a wind up in yeah, it. Yeah, just I mean, it's purposely up. winding you up. Hopefully, I'm, my, my goal is to make you react emotionally volatile. Yanking your chain. And just... Then, but like the, the, the enjoyment yeah. comes from everybody else and watching you lose it. And I think that's very <laughs> British. It's very strange. Oh, I do Literally that to my wife today. all the time. But it's, See. It'll be an organized thing between people, though. It's so odd here. <laughs> Just today at work, I was off to, I was heading to the canteen to get my lunch. And uh, one of the ladies who's in the office with me, she was around the corner side and she went, Georgia. And then I was like, I was still in the office talking to one of the other girls. And she went, oh, I just wanted to see how far you'd get if I shouted you before you'd come back. And so then a couple of minutes later, when I did actually leave the door, I just hear out of the, like from behind the other desk, Georgia, come here. And I just went, no, and carried on. Because I knew she just wanted a reaction from me. I'm like, no, I'm not falling for it. You've already told me what you're trying to do. But I think that's probably quite a quite an English, British thing to purposely wind someone up, even if it isn't like in a very good natured way. Yeah. Okay. So I think those are the ones that I have. I know you still have some more there, Ian. Um, I got at least one big one I want to yeah. hit. Okay. There is this misconception, and definitely a misconception amongst Canadians, and I think Americans as well, that for Britain, that the food is bland. Yeah. The food is without flavor. The, the British are afraid of spice. I heard boiled chicken a lot. And there's this adage so that wrong. somehow if you come here, the food is bland. And I'm going... Uh, you know the 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 scope of the british empire the 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 agency and ability to spices and flavors from around the world and how would you not bring that home do you know what i think the misconception <laughs> comes from during the war uh people used to boil a lot of stuff yeah and yeah. i boil it to the brink i mean my nan bless her she used to boil everything so that just fell to bits. And I think that's probably where that misconception Especially because from. all the good stuff, like all the meats and stuff, would be sent off to the front. Yeah. And you had to eat meat once a week. That was a Sunday roast dinner. That's why Sunday roast still exists. Because mm -hmm. that was sort of the one day you would sort of permit the, the society to eat meat, proper meat. Did you also know carrots was not the, there was one of the only things that wasn't rationalized. Rationed. Rationed, yeah. <laughs> rational, rational carrots. Rational. Can't rationalize with a carrot. <laughs> no I do know what you mean. <laughs> That's a good job, friend. <laughs> and, 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 so, and so you've got all these sort of like things about you know what, what the the spice palette is. Of I tell you this much: I lived in a fairly I lived in Sudbury, Ontario, Canada. It's a fairly large city. One Indian restaurant for a city of like two hundred thousand people. Wow! Here, every small town has an Indian restaurant, if not more than one. Yeah, like yeah. it's probably more popular than, than than Chinese restaurants are, Tom, in Canada. And so, or it's, it's along that line. And so you think about the spice palette and the extreme and extremities that can happen in, in, the, in the Indian sort of cuisine. Yeah. Where you can have your bland kind of korma sort of stuff, but you can also have your crazy vindaloos. And the fear that the Canadians have about that level of sort of spice for whatever reason that is. Um, now, granted, they don't have their like, you know, suicide hot buffalo wings, which I do <laughs> love. I absolutely do love. But as far as the idea that somehow the Brits are afraid of spice, I have no idea. How that came Probably about. because we like to eat beans on toast. Oh, there are some. Yeah, there are some. This <laughs> we so like I, beige food as well. <laughs> that's not entirely wrong. Now that I've said this, I remember the first. I was helping someone move, and they went, "Oh, I'll get a sandwich." I said, "Well, what's in that one?" They went, "Cheese," and I went, "Well, cheese and what?" They went, "No, no, 
cheese. <laughs> cheese. Bread, cheese, and bread. And I went, well, really, cheese is more of an additional thing that you add to an existing sandwich. <laughs> like ham, mustard, cheese, maybe a bit of lettuce. Yeah, that's a sandwich. But no, just some grated cheese and bread. Or and ham. I'm going, oh. Or just ham. <laughs> or just ham. Just ham. That is a sandwich <laughs> flavor in the shop. Like, if you just go into ham. a shop and buy a buy a like packaged sandwich it says the words just ham there like, is, that is that is something that we have <laughs> like you go into like the equivalent of a walmart and there's we have something here called tesco yeah and um they've got like pre-packaged sandwiches or like a whole display of them already it's the greatest thing it is so <laughs> it's so good i've made it the thing i'm not letting myself have any of them this year that is my <laughs> no this this year i always have one thing and it's no box sandwiches in 2021 because it's just so easy to go in it and is. go i'll just grab one of those it makes you so lazy, Especially, but fantastic. Yeah. Especially because a meal deal is three pounds. And then you kind of yeah. go, oh, box oh. sandwich is two pounds fifty, but uh, you can get a drink and a snack for three pounds. Well, of course, I'm going to get all three. Like, that's that might be silly lot. not to. That's yeah. on my list of misconceptions is I hear a lot in Canada. Oh, it's so expensive to live in England, though. It really is not. When I go home and visit my parents and stuff at Christmas, I go to a grocery store and just want to fall over at how much the food prices have inflated in the last five, ten years. So is that the same in Canada as in America with the tax being put on afterwards? Yes. See, that That's me. insane to me. Yeah, that you <laughs> that's, don't that's, know that's what you're thing. actually yeah. actually paying until you get to the till. That blows yeah. Well, you do if mind. you do the math in your head along the way. We've got so why would they not just put it on the labels? Is it 13% now? Yes, 13. Yeah. Oh so you, you get very good at going, okay, it's, it's six pounds, uh, six dollars, six dollars, and then 13 at 678 because you get good at realizing what your multiples of 13 are, and you go, all right, it's this. But you know, you don't do any of that, Tom. Here, the, the, the price is boiled into the sticker already. Yeah. So you, you kind of can go around and go, if you get any decent at math, you can go, I know exactly what I'm paying when I get up there. Yeah. Well, my wife hates it, it because I'll go into the Walmart and I'll go, we'll do the groceries, and we get to the uh, the cash register and i'm literally between one and three cents off and wow. she was like how are you doing this i'm like i'm just counting as we're going yeah carol nice. vorderman yeah oh you wouldn't know who that is who's that carol vorderman carol oh, vorderman yeah yeah, yeah. yeah definitely a cultural she's a, specific thing here she's a mathematician she's a she's oh, yeah. a famous mathematician which sounds really strange <laughs> because she's also like a famous model She's like, like a celebrity, is, but she's yeah, also. Yeah. But Carol Vorderman's a model. Who's the new one? Rachel, well, not Rachel, Rachel, Rachel Riley's what Rachel you're Riley. talking about, right? Oh, am I okay? Yeah, Rachel Carol Vorderman's like sixty something years old. Yeah. Well, maybe she was. <laughs> she no. could still be a model at sixty seven, right? But but, the, but absolutely. There are these weird people who are like she's famous because she's good at math. Yeah. And then you got what's her name, Susie? Is it Susie Dent? Yes. Who's yeah. famous because she knows a lot of words? Yeah. <laughs> That wouldn't happen back home. Dictionary corner. Dictionary. Also, corner. here, maths as an S on the end. Oh, math with an S on it. Yeah. And sport without the plural. So it's the sport section, singular, yeah, yeah. as opposed to sports. And then, uh, yeah, I'm going to maths, plural, yeah. rather than yeah. math, which is what we would say back in Canada. Yeah, oh, going to maths class, because there's more than one math. And do you, do you also swap the Z and S's? We do halfway. We're not quite the Americans, but we're not quite not. But we, but we, we keep the U's. You keep the oh, U's, okay. don't you? Yeah. <laughs> so color, neighbor, where, where have you on those? But spelling tire, T Y R E. What are you? A bunch of a, a bunch of maniacs? Come on. That is how tire is spelled. No, it is not. <laughs> it is. Well, how do you spell fire? Oh, very good. F I R. You do F I R E for that. Yeah. 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 But tight to tire is T R. Uh, T-I-R-E, but that's a different type of tyre. 
that is pronounced differently, at least in my vocabulary. Yeah, They're two it, different wait, words. Really? Okay. Yeah, so a tire on a car is a tire. Whereas if I am tired and I am, I have tired, that is, it's not as. It's, I know you think you're sounding, making two different sounds, but it's, it sounds not. different to me. The, the E the e and the Y are this different. This is one where like, a, 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 different to me. a North American audience Thanks, is going, Liam. I don't hear of a difference yeah, between those well, two whatsoever. I do. Liam does. I do. Yeah. All right. But it's funny, actually, counts. in our chats that we have uh, for the uh, pod become, I, I always have the U in there. And I constantly reiterate that this is how you spell it, because the rest of them are <laughs> Americans. That's myself and uh, Ian that are like Canadian oh. or half Canadian. Right. And uh, I'll always put the U in <laughs> there and, and they'll absolutely. be like, that's not how you spell it. It's not like you don't spell it with a U. And I'm like, you absolutely do. No, it's how the. It's how the rest of the world spells it. Canada, right. New Zealand, Australia, Britain. We all spell it with a U. We What's do. the deal, America? That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. Going back to like the food, you, though, yeah. going back to the food, though, was actually have a funny story about that is uh, my friends who uh, were from uh, originally from England, um, they're Indian, but we had gone to England uh, a couple of days early from our vacation. Like we were starting a uh, Kentucky tour is what they called it. And we went a, a few days early and we went to their family's house first and we stayed at their family's house for a couple of days. And then we started the Kentucky tour and then went to another family's house at the end of the tour as well. And me not being like the spicy guy, like I don't like spices is like very, very hot. Me either. We went into their house and they the ordered Canadian, Indian didn't like spice. Yeah. And they ordered Indian food, but without oh. even asking me, they ordered a pizza. Because they were like, he's not going to eat Indian food. And I was like, what's this for? And they were like, that's for you. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, that is interesting. And my friend started laughing. He's like, I told him you don't like spicy food. <laughs> that's cool. Oh, yeah, being friends with Indian food is great. Being friends with these two is not easy because they will make food that they think is not spicy. Ian in particular was like, oh, yeah, we made some <laughs> made some ribs. We have to sit down and watch the football and have some ribs. I made these. They're not spicy at all. I didn't put this on. And I started eating them and went, I'm really sorry. My eyes were streaming. My nose was streaming. I was like, I can't. I'm not going to even waste them because I can't eat them. You guys eat them. I ordered to take away <laughs> so liam, liam was just like you we used to go to indian restaurants yeah and liam would ask for like chips and or french fries <laughs> and uh and i don't know something else that wasn't very spicy and uh yeah I, my, my, myself and the waiter would make fun of him <laughs> they would and now you've you're you're a converted man i am you are yeah just in a few years there we go i could do the butter I chicken do try. And the naan and you know. Butter chicken. <laughs> Give me some ketchup for your I, wings. Yeah. <laughs> you joke. I like I like salad cream and mayonnaise with chicken, but that's a different matter. Um, I tried to do spicy the other day. I had the uh, sweet chili chicken from the canteen at school, um, and my nose was running for the rest of the afternoon. Um, so <laughs> that's about as good as I am. But yeah, it tasted nice. I like the taste of spice. I just can't do the heat. I just can't do it. Yeah, I'm the same way. It just it, it's I think I get it from my mom. My dad can eat anything spicy. My mom yeah, can't my eat can. a thing. She can't eat like black pepper yeah. is too spicy for oh, her. Oh, that's so. that's yeah. fine. So that that I kind of go, no. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> he can't have anything. Pretty much. <laughs> I go to the Indian restaurant, I'm like, what do you got? <laughs> they even come by and check on me and go, Are you okay? I'm like, Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's nice. Good yeah. job. <laughs> <laughs> So it starts to be like a little like a con con contingent of like waiters watching you eat. Yeah. You're like, this must be really something because they're checking on me. <laughs> I got a nurse on standby. <laughs>
All right. So Liam or Georgia, do you guys have anything else that you guys hear sometimes at, uh, from outsiders, from Canadians, Americans, whoever's traveling over to uh, England over there? Do you have anything that you hear that you usually hear actually um, that is a misconception? Um, um, I th- yeah, go on, Georgia. No, you go on. I've, I've got more of one. I've got more of a question for Tom and Ian. So you, you go ahead and I'll ask that in a minute. A lot of people around the world consider us quite prudish. And I don't think mm-hmm. that's the case at all. Um, we're very open about stuff. Okay, we might do it behind closed doors, but we're very open and talk about stuff. Um, where I think America and Can- in Canada uh, aren't so open and more prudish than us. So yeah, that's what I think. Uh, I am not a prude at all. I can tell yeah. you that right now. I'll tell you straight to Good your life. face. I'll, I don't Good give life. two shits what I say to anybody. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I see. It's my interpretation was to say, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of people think we're prudish and, and I th- we're not. I think there is kind of like the, Amer- especially certain regionalities in America where, you know, and part of that's a generational thing as well. The idea of being afraid of talking about sexual matters, da 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 da. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Canada falls into that, but again, I think it's a gener- I think it's a generational thing largely. I think I'm. I think Brits are just a little bit hypersensitive about people thinking they are. <laughs> oh yeah, we are. We are sensitive as anything. Like we take oh, yeah. anything slightly the wrong way. You like say, "Oh, thanks very much," in the wrong way, and we have are holding a grudge for the <laughs> next three days. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but I think very... it's because we we have a very dry, sarcastic sense of humor and way of talking to people. And if people then flip that on us and are really polite in the way they speak, we go, "Are you being sarcastic?" Like, yeah. thank, like we we can't then differentiate. Like we need the sar- the sarcastic tone to be able to tell that you're being sarcastic. I, I think someone in the in the in the English composition specifically uh, doesn't know how to process like genuine niceness. And you go, what's your angle? That can't be. You can't be legitimate. There's a bit of a dubious nature. Oh yeah, no, none of us take compliments well either. No, no like that's that, 100% that is true. That's true. That is 100% we are true. So bad. We don't give them well and we don't take no, them you're, well. You're rubbish, at, you're rubbish at giving them and you're not very good at taking them either. I'll 100% give you that. So. <laughs> but, but, but why is that? No idea. It's no, just not something that. Just, I don't know whether it's a. Again, I think it is slightly starting to slip slightly. I don't know whether we've. Like, my parents or whatever aren't very good at compliments, bless them. Um, But, like, which meant I haven't grown up in that sort of environment of very openly verbally loving like that's not something that we do that is that is shied away from that is like no no don't talk about that sort of thing we don't like that is not how we talk um i think i'm getting better (laughs) but yeah no it's very it's very strange i was speaking to a colleague recently and said um i don't really think i'm that canadian in the grand scheme of things i think i'm more of a hybrid and they went you are the most canadian person i have ever met (laughs) i went what really and it came down to you compliment people all the time and you mean it. <laughs> yeah. And occasionally, and you know how to take one, but really, you're just really forthcoming with this praise for people. And that is the least British thing I know. And I went, oh, okay. <laughs> Didn't know. Yeah. We can't take that quality out of the Canadian. No, I think, you know, if we if we genuinely like something or someone, we will comment on that verbally. Why wouldn't you? Do you know, the very first time I went to America, I went on my own at 22, right? And bearing in mind, I've only left England once at that time. So this was just last year then? <laughs> yeah, no. So, yeah. So- <laughs> See, you can't even take that as a compliment. Like, that was a backhanded. That was a backhanded. So you're young, and he just went uh, and froze. <laughs> so anyway, I, I fly to America on my own. I get into LA. 
And um, everyone's been so nice. But my immediate thought is, what are they after? What do they want? Oh, really? And I stood there for a good 15, 20 minutes, just what people and seeing how they interact with people because I didn't trust anything. Why would a complete stranger be so nice? And then I found out, because I, I was there for a little while, um, you know, I'd go into a bar and people would offer to buy me drinks and stuff. I'm like, well, what, what's your angle? You know, what, what, are, you, what are you after? What, what, what do you want? <laughs> you know, and that's, I think that's, um, I think that's part of the British culture to, to question. We're everything. scared to owe people things as well. Like, so if someone offers to like buy you a drink, you go, uh, okay, as long as I can buy you one afterwards. Like we yeah. don't like being in, we don't like being in <laughs> debt like to people, debt. even in, <laughs> no. even like buy a drinks round. That is, yeah. that's not okay. My round next. Yeah. My round next. Make sure yeah. else was my round next. <laughs> but what if it, what if it was the opposite yeah. sex or whatever it was trying to buy you a drink out at a bar? Uh, is that the same kind of I think that's stuff as well? Um, for me, that's a bit of a okay. Uh, do do what? What do you want? Um, but I don't know whether it's the same way around for women trying to buy men drinks. That might, might be a gendered thing. I'm not really sure. I think it's a gendered thing. I think because mm. yeah, we we tend to we tend to buy drinks for women more than women buy drinks for men. And I just think that's built in us. Yeah, to do that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that, that's unique geographically. That's pretty much, yeah, and that's the times route. are changing as well, like you said, Very it's a generational so. thing. So, you know, women are tending to, to, well, there's that, and there's also just a matter of public safety. And if you mm. don't know someone well enough, the idea of someone buying you a drink could not only be what do you want, but it could be what uh, do you want? Yeah, yeah, I didn't think of that. And yeah. the idea about, you know, don't give you a, don't take a drink that you didn't purchase yourself or don't get a drink that oh, you that didn't is it. from from start to finish yeah oh, that is a heavy heavy female like that is something you learn as a as a, a young girl very very early is you don't don't take drinks from someone don't take rides from someone don't take uh, numbers from people don't do all of these sort of t- carry your keys in your hands like these are things that we know but there's the whole strategy even them. that if you go to the bar staff here and you say you ask for ask a drink for, or if, angela yeah. Angela, that's it. If you ask for Angela, yeah. that's a code for the bartender that you're in trouble and they need to contact authorities or something like that. Yeah. Or taxi. Yeah. I forget exactly what it is, but yeah, it is like a, it's like a, a sort of program. It's a, it's a trigger. Yeah, it's a trigger yeah. word for I'm not safe. Help me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's a different I'll time from like about 20 years ago. I mean, you could go to a bar when I used to go on the club scenes and go to the bar scenes uh, in my 20s. Uh, you could no problem like it was no problem to buy a drink for uh, a female or um, another person at the bar it didn't matter who you were buying it for uh, there was no Same, issues with yeah. it whatsoever like i mean i've bought people drinks and if i've had a couple myself i tend to get very buy that guy a drink <laughs> just some guy I don't know, we, we had a staff christmas party and there was some guy who was just sort of like there but i went buy him a drink go on <laughs> he, he just kept sharing with us and i just thought like we didn't want to hear it but i still thought let's just <laughs> I, was, I was kind of a wind up, if you will, as we, as we yeah, said. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of a wind up for the rest of my coworkers. I'm gonna buy him a drink, make him stick around more. <laughs> <laughs> so I think there is still spirits of that, but I think you have to quickly go. Who am I around? What's my situation? If it's a group thing, yeah. Yeah. If it's a, if it's someone buying a yeah. drink for a group and you're included in, or if, in or that, if you're with if friends you where you feel know. safe, yeah. yeah, yeah. Then you're like, yeah, of course, okay, thank you very much. That's very kind of you. Because people are there um, to watch, but- yeah. Yeah, but if it's a one-on-one thing, then at least for me, that would be a strong, I'm walking away. Like that, that would, would throw me completely. That's fair. Mm. That's fair. So you yeah, had a yeah. question for uh, Ian and I, Georgia. I did. And it's a bit of a, I don't know if it's a Canadian stereotype or what it is. Wow. Do you really keep milk in bags? 
Yes. <laughs> we, we don't keep it like we found the milk and we store it in the bag of our own volition. It's just how it's sold in like these bladders. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's insane. And do you have like special jugs to put them in? Yes. yes. Hang on. Because if you've been to Costa, if you haven't been they, to Costa. They do Costa's, them. Yeah. Yeah. They, that's exactly how it looks in Canada. There is this like metal, okay. not metal, but, but the, you the have plastic that at home? kind of. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you would have at home. That's how you would store it. Oh, really? Because then you don't have to worry about right it standing now. up in your fridge. It can lay down. Absolutely. So, but yeah, once it's, it's open, real. then what do you do with it? Well, then it's in the, then it's in like this little carrying jug, just like it is at Costa, like we said. You just cut <laughs> the little just, uh, but corner you might spin off. Of it. What if you knock it over? <laughs> but I'll tell you what, there is a skill when you're growing up to learn how much of it you cut off. Because you cut off too little, and it's just like a stream that lasts forever. You're trying to fill your cereal, but you cut off too much, and it just comes all flying out, <laughs> and the bag goes limp, and it's all over the countertop. <laughs> See, that's what I imagine it being like all of the time. Like you knock that jug, it's going everywhere. And by well, the time it's in a jug, why don't you just put the milk in a jug? About one point three liters. We've had that question. We've had that question actually about why not just put it into the jug instead of putting it in the bag. In the and bag, in the jug. That yeah. Well, no, because then at least it's like if you, if it's in the bag, it's like ninety nine percent protected from contamination. You just have it randomly in a. So jug. is it in like a jug? Anything. Sorry. <laughs> No, it's you not. Put a lid on a jug? We don't have lids for the jugs. I mean, come on, <laughs> let's not be ridiculous here. What are you doing? <laughs> oh. Yes, that was actually a big, a big one that we had on the American show. Uh, they they were asking about the milk bags, and they said they don't understand. Like, why not a carton, or why not the milk jug? You know, with the cap on it, and it makes no sense to have milk bags. That's just the way it was processed here. Here, I just mm. got to throw a couple things Madness. in here quickly. Because I know Georgia will back me up on this, just as a little Canadian sort of trope thing. Georgia, I'm going to say, just want your opinion on something. All mm -hmm. dressed ruffles. Oh, so good. <laughs> my favorite. All dressed ruffles are. You can't out, get them oh, over here. You cannot you guys get have, them over here. They have ketchup chips, right? Uh, you can get no, them, but, but not you, very Ian much. Ian brought some over. Ketchup Doritos. Oh, my God. They are the <laughs> best thing in the world. Last time I was oh, I went home, I sort of bought a whole bunch of stuff. We had a little tasting night here, and I had like Wonder Bars and ketchup. Uh, I think ketchup Lay's, but also ketchup Doritos, Coffee Crisp, Caesars. Yeah, did, the Caesars did. didn't go over so well. Crispers. And I quite like so, them yeah. without the celery. Yeah, so yeah, without the celery salt. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a mixed bag, but yeah, the the the, the, the all dressed Doritos, not Doritos, all dressed ruffles. I'm under strict instructions. What, I like how we need time. them. I love them. Every oh, time you go. And and dill pickle. Oh, oh dill pickle yeah. crisp. Crisp. Look at that. I'm yeah, saying yeah, your yeah. language. Here. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> it's yep. funny because yeah, I sent uh, Sarah the ketchup chips because they had never had them either. Yeah. And then Matthew Moy, who was the guy I had on from uh, Two Broke Girls, uh, who played Han Lee on Two Broke Girls there. He said that he wanted uh, somebody to send him ketchup chips. So I ended up sending him ketchup chips as well. And he's in <laughs> California. So he just got them, I believe, on Sunday. And he's going to do like a live opening of the chips today. I think. Oh, that's oh, cool. That's very cool. I do miss. You can get them. If you go to certain Asda, and Asda is owned by Walmart. It is. Yeah. I know if I yeah. go to the Asda in Cambridge, I can buy bags of ketchup crisps. Oh, okay. Really? But it's a long way to go, to go just for that. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 would I would much rather just, you know, there's specialty like import sort of websites over here, but I can get stuff delivered. So I tend to do that a couple times a year. I break down and I buy a bunch of Canadian food, onion, like Lipton's onion soup mix <laughs> for, 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 for dipping ruffles in. That is fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, things that you miss. Yeah.
Yeah, there's lots of stuff here that uh, we like. And if I was not here, I would miss greatly. Yeah. One thing I miss when I go abroad is my Sunday dinners, my Sunday roast. Because that is part of the British tradition here is the Sunday roast. Yeah. Oh, I get like scathing looks from people I work with because we very rarely have a roast at home. Oh, really? Like we will probably have it in the winter months, maybe once or twice a month. So uh, is, in the summer, like never. So yeah, I get... Like, I get is that traditionally roast beef? Yeah. Roast beef, roast beef, potatoes, chicken. veg, yeah. chicken, pork, veg, gravy, yeah, yeah, Yorkshire yeah. pudding. Yorkshire pudding, yeah. All right. Mm. And what about the yeah. English breakfast? I hear that one as oh, well. Oh, you know what? Oh. We don't, it, it's not what always happens, but you want a good fry up or you want a good, like I've been out the night before. A full English is fantastic. It's one of my favorite parts about living here, if I'm being honest. Apart from black pudding. <laughs> I can't stand. No, I'm not a big black pudding guy, but you know, you have like your thick rashers of bacon. Yeah, sausages. Some sausage, some beans, some eggs, some toast. Yeah, sounds good. Mm. Yeah, tomatoes, mushrooms, maybe some fried fried toast. Yeah, fried toast. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we go to the English pubs to watch the soccer game sometimes, and uh, they'll they'll serve those English breakfasts. That's what we'll always order. Oh, it's fantastic. (laughs) Do you like them? What's that? Sorry. Like like the full English. The full English, yeah. Uh, yeah the yeah, the yeah. pudding, nah, not so much, but yeah, the rest of it, yeah. yeah. The big scabs. I went to Scotland once. I was just getting like an, I was just doing um an overnight layover on my way to Canada. I had to go through Edinburgh. Never again. Not because I didn't like Edinburgh. Edinburgh is great, but an overnight layover. I don't have that in me anymore. Sleeping in an airport, no thanks. No. But they, I went to like one of the the, the chain pubs they have over, and they ha- offered a full Scottish. And I was like, what's a full Scottish? It's, haggis. it's the same as a full English, but you replace the black pudding with 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 haggis. Yeah. And I was like, this is so. So I had it. I like haggis. I don't know. Do it's just me. I, I I really do. Yeah. You've got a bit of Scottish in you. I do, I do, yeah. <laughs> because you, you often go slip into a Scottish accent. What? <laughs> You'll do that over anything But else. like a Mike oh, Myers in Shrek Scottish no, it's accent, like, it's not yeah, it's, like, it's like It's like one of the few I can do. Like a Canadian doing a bad Scottish accent, like, you know, Shrek fat bastard, he's been doing it. That's what, that's what my, my people do. We just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, because so. Mike Myers is Canadian, isn't he? He is Canadian. Yeah. One of the other great Canadian tropes is reminding everybody who famous is Canadian. <laughs> so, oh my God. Watching something, I'll go, Ian does not Canadian. stop it. <laughs> there's, so, there's so many of us. That's what I was saying. Doing a film, a film podcast is a nightmare. It's like, Canadian. I'm like, okay, I get it. We the Canadian get content. It. Like, he's, he's Canadian. Yep. <laughs> that infiltrating the world. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Undercover all the time. They hide in plain yeah. sight. That's why. They do. Yeah. They do. I think we're doing well for ourselves. I think so. Yeah, yeah, you're doing all right. Yeah, there's that great story of the guy who's playing. I think it's Shen Shen Shi or whatever like that in the new Marvel film. Yeah, Shen Shi and the Seven Rings or whatever it is, and he's of Asian Canadian descent. And so they asked him, and he went, like, "How excited are you to be sort of fulfilling this 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 role in the Marvel universe?" I said, "You know what? It's I'm really excited that for the first time ever, my, my you know I get to represent a community who has not been." featured in marvel films and they went oh there's the asian population he went no canadians <laughs> <laughs> which i thought was great now, obviously yeah, he, yeah. he was talking about the former yeah, but of course, of course. oh just a oh that's what we do what we do best a nice little sarcastic sense of humor but in a friendly way not like you people are mean sometimes i've been to- i've been called mean before when i've been uh slightly yeah. tipsy and oh, I, oh yes and ian called me mean and i was going i because at this point I'm quite yeah. sloshed. Um, and yeah, going, I, mean, I wasn't meaning to be mean. I'm so sorry. This is, I mean, this is the country of Ricky Gervais, who, bless him, he's funny, but he's mean. 
Yeah, but he's mean funny. Because that's, <laughs> that's the thing. You guys, you guys do mean funny. Yeah, we don't do mean funny. It's close. To, I love watching how you know, like when he does these awards. I love watching the American actors and actresses and stuff like oh, that. Because no one they, ever tells them to do it like it is. Like, and their faces like Tom Hanks. You ever watch Tom Hanks' reaction to his things? <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the most likable guys in in Hollywood. <laughs> and he's like, wasn't Tom like, Hanks in Groundhog Day? Was it Tom Hanks? <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat. Yeah. Well done. Absolutely. Some of that, some of that world famous face blindness. Face blindness, yeah. But I just love yeah. watching people's reactions to stuff like that. Because he made none of it. One more thing I've just remembered because I said sloshed. We have so many words for drunk. Like Trolling. you can literally put anything in that gap and we know what you mean. Jammed, dodged, absolutely hammered, like trolley. Canada, we've got yeah. hammered, drunk, shit faced. Sloshed. I've used slosh before. Have you sloshed? sloshed? Okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I think that's a bit of a something that's moved over a little bit, but yeah. We, you can put anything in there, like Smash. And, it, and we know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was out with the boys. I got chocolate brownied. I got <laughs> you know what I mean? like, absolutely you, door framed. Yeah, like as, it's, long, yeah. as long as you put a D on the end, then it's a verb kind of. <laughs> That's funny. We all yeah. know what it means. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we are going to wrap up this episode. So thank you so much for joining us today. We, again, we had um, Georgia and we had Ian and we had Liam from best film ever. Do you guys want to give out your socials? You guys actually have two shows that you guys do. So go ahead and plug both of those. Oh, wow. Okay. So we do best film ever, which you can get us at best film ever pod. That's on the Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram, the Gmail, all best film ever pod. Uh, and then we have our sister podcast where we do a bunch of Disney content called talking yeah. the Mickey. You can get us on Instagram and Facebook at talking the Mickey, or you can get us on Instagram at talk the Mickey because talking that's the Mickey Twitter. is one too many characters. Yes. That's Twitter. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so talk the Mickey on Twitter, but talking the Mickey on everything else. And that's 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 our socials, yeah. Yeah. And and guys, I, I'm being serious when I say this. I am a huge fan of your guys' show. Uh, I listen to both of them actually. Talk to Mickey and uh, Best Film Ever. Uh, I'm trying to get some of the people in my neighborhood to listen to it as well. I talk about it all the time, and I'll, uh, I'll tell Thank them to you, say like, you know, go and listen to this, and they'll say, well, is it a movie? What kind of a movie podcast is it? And like, you know, I listen to the Rewatchables and uh, different yeah. other movie podcasts, and I was like, no, 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 this one is a good podcast. You need to go and listen <laughs> to it. So uh, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm fortunate here. So hey, I'm, appreciate I'm that. Love, love Pod Jerky. Uh, loved the Ken Shamrock. I know George is super excited to go check out the 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 the, the gentleman. From from uh, Two Broke Girls. Yeah. yeah. Really I, I found that out and went, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm only like three degrees of separation from Kat Dennings. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's funny because I was like, you know, I want to get Kat Dennings on the show. I'm going to try oh. and reach out to her. And, you know, Matthew was actually saying she's very, very, like she's a, uh, an introvert. So she doesn't really do too many of these kind of interviews. And then I found out that she's in WandaVision. And I was like, you know what? There is no way she is coming on the show at this point right now. Because, Her availability uh, just yeah. eliminated itself. She yeah. is back in the biggest show on, on entertainment right now. At the moment, yeah. yeah. Yes, if you do ever get her and you want another guest host, then please, please let me know. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I am going to go after Beth Bears, though. I'm going to try her and see if I can get her. Oh, on. really? Okay. But, but if you are into WandaVision on Talk the Mickey, we are doing an episode by episode breakdown of WandaVision each episode. So that's Talk the Mickey. And I will not listen to it until I'm done watching WandaVision because yeah, I have not do started it. 
No, 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 no absolutely. It's, it, it, it's a good watch, but if you if you want to be one of those people who waits for the whole thing, I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so everybody tune in to Talk to Mickey and Best Film Ever. Uh, I am Tom, and I was just joined by Ian, Liam, and Georgia. Go check out their show. Uh, I will put their social media in the show notes. And as always, stay safe, be kind to each other, and we will see you later. Peace. Here we go now. Now we're going to get down. <laughs>